congratulations. You found it. The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and special guest, Alyssa Mann, the queen of romance. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time. They are three book girls. She's very tired. And I slept wrong and I have tingles all the way down my arm. And hmm. You're having a I'm bad... I'm not in my shoulder. A bad morning. I'm in a bad life. Hmm. Her foot was swollen yesterday because probably Echo stepped on it. Yeah, something's going on with my foot that I don't quite understand. But only one foot. <laughs> Which is why it was probably Echo. My gosh. Sorry. Just getting old. Well, my kidneys are still bothering me, so. God, still. Again. Oh, again. Did it go away? It went away. And now it's back. You need new kidneys. Just throw them out. Get new ones. It's not hard. So, is anybody out there going to give me a new kidney if I lose my kidneys? Uh, you can have one of mine, but y- you have to have one to be alive, so you can't have both. Okay. K- a kidney. A kidney. So she needs someone else to give a kidney. What's your blood type? I'm not going to put that no in. I have no idea. God damn it. You've already told me you don't want my kidney. I can't have your kidney. We're the wrong blood type. You How do you one. learn what your blood type is? Have you ever given blood? No, I can't give blood. Oh. Well, there you I go. I mean, you can ask your doctor. Because number one, needles scare me. And also number two, I was overseas for one of the big mad cow scares. So I just can't give blood. Oh. Mm. You could ask your doctor. Your doctor's going to have that information. Really? Yeah. You can. We learned that in the seventh grade in science class. They don't really let you stick yourself with needles in school anymore. Yeah, things have changed a lot since you went to high school. Yeah, they don't let you. Are s- you saying I'm old again? Yes. Yeah, yes, they're really big about uh, bloodborne illnesses now. <laughs> they're like, oh, those are bad. <laughs> yeah, we can't we let stuck the children. Our, we stuck themselves. ourselves and tested our blood when I was in the seventh yeah, grade. They, it was great. they didn't even let us dissect frogs when I was what? in school. Okay, I got to one up you, though. I dissected a fetal pig in the ninth grade. Yeah, we oh, did fetal. So not no, wrongs, they actually we did, wor- we they did the ante by giving us pigs. We did Listen, worms in the seventh grade. I went to school in New York, so. I did not get to do that. Oklahoma we just had to study it pigs. and watch the... Well, you know, nowadays you can do everything virtually. So you really don't need to do it anymore. I mean, no. if I really wanted to, I could go watch, you know, my uncle butcher a deer I out mean, in the front yard. I butchered a deer my own self. But so I didn't there. want to. Well, I, I really remember interested. about the experiences that it smelled bad. Oh, and that does. also our group went over mm-hmm. the top and also dissected the brain. <laughs> Mm. That's all I remember about well, it. Well, the formaldehyde is way worse than the smell of the real thing. Oh, yeah. No, I don't like the smell of formaldehyde. So yeah. I'm Speaking sure... of medical procedures, not to change the subject from formaldehyde. Oh, no. But, uh, you know, I had to take my mom to the, doc- to the hospital for some tests and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. The doctor that did the procedure was so pretty. <laughs> wow. <laughs> is like, he single? I don't know. She's blushing. Look at her. I don't care. Look at her. She's blushing. Did no. you tell him about the podcast? No. God I didn't talk it, to him Bonnie. that much. Listen, it was like four in the morning. That's fair. Okay, six in the morning. But st- I have been fair. up since three. You were tingly that early in the morning? I'm impressed. You've <laughs> never gotten some morning wood? Well, yeah, of course. But. Well, then okay. Morning wood with Dr. McDreamy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Speaking of hot men, my hot neighbor is hotter now. Really? How mm-hmm. how does a how does the hot neighbor get hotter? <laughs> he's is gr- he wear, wearing he, short shorts when he's going out or he's what? growing out his beard. He's so attractive. Ew. Oh my god. That doctor had a beard. Yes. A, just a little one. Not very much. It doesn't have But to it be was old. more than a scruff. Mm-hmm. But a, so I would consider it like a really, really short beard. Yes. I am not a beard girl. Like a I goatee, am. but it went all the way. Goatees are bad. Anyways, he, he was pretty, but it wasn't a goatee. Of, yeah. I just meant like, you know. You know how many germs are in a beard? I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's hot. And then you're going to put your mouth on it? Yeah, it's fine. After he's been t- touching his parts and then touching his beard? He's a doctor. He washes his hands. Well, look, if I'm getting lucky, I'm touching his parts too. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's going to be a little exchange yeah, of fluids. Yeah. So, I guess I wasn't really thinking about that. So um, let's use our brains all the way this morning. Well, it is Sunday morning. Oh my god! I Usually, hate Sunday I'm the tired one, and I'm like, I'm ready to go this morning. Well, I, I this full disclosure, my espresso maker has been broken for well over two weeks again. Oh no! It's still not fixed. Uh. That's you know, my are you is okay? an engine. I am not okay. Are you eating the coffee beans? I am really having a hard time of it. You eat the coffee beans. That's what you do. Well, I've got this this gizmo that's a pour over, you know, mm-hmm. and, like and, and I'm using massive amounts of coffee and pouring little tiny bits of water over it, which seems to work a little, but it's not perfect. We got a new pump yesterday for the for the espresso maker because you know Ron's an engineer; he knows how to fix things. And usually, usually this works. Usually, he can figure it out. He can't figure. Well, it you just out. make yourself like peanut clusters, but use coffee beans instead. So you just take and you mix it up with some chocolate, melt it, and like make you little clumps. And then there's your cup of coffee I'm right there. Give yourself heart failure. <laughs> I'm just, make your I'm heart really explode. Ha- and you know what he says to me? You drink too much coffee anyway. Go away, Ron. We, we, we don't usually fight, but the politics and the coffee. But God damn it. <coughs> Switch it up. I like this one that you sent that said, one in five people have ended sex because of dirty talk. Look, bad dirty talk is bad. Well, yeah, you have to get your dirty talk right. Like the one time that my then husband told me to call him daddy right in the middle of the sex. I We've made him stop. we talked about that before. I, I remember that. I forgot about that story. I was like, what? What? No. Okay. I can't do this anymore. Now I'm thinking that of my dad. Talk is, ugh. Thinking of my father. I can't have sex. Cheesy. Cheesy, cheesy, dirty talk is. And if you're a smart woman and you like the guy, you'll correct him. Because otherwise, he'll just keep doing it. Yeah, you got to correct them. Ever. Well, I think that was the only attempt that me and my then husband ever tried at the Dirty Talk, and it did not go well. What about you, Alyssa? Are you into Dirty Talk? Uh, yeah. I, I didn't read say... romance novels basically for a living if I could. Uh... I didn't say I wasn't into the Dirty Talk. I, know what's I was good just and saying what's bad. he was bad yeah. at the Dirty with Talk. High expectations. <laughs> And we're we're gonna correct the behavior if it's wrong. Yes, exactly. It's it, that's Immediately. what you do. That's what you do. Don't you say, say that. Uh, that's not a turn on, honey. No. I'm gonna put the mojo on you. <laughs> that's just goofy. Don't ever say that again. That's better than asking you who your daddy is right in the middle of sex. 
I think the the mojo thing would be kind of funny. <laughs> I corrected him. He I didn't say it like during. I wouldn't be able to stop laughing, and uh, then he'd probably get, someone would probably get mad. <laughs> okay, that's not attractive. <laughs> that doesn't do it for me, honey. I'm sorry. Please that's... don't say mojo ever again. Yeah, you just got to train him up right, girls. Yeah, yeah. Did we? Re- you know, I've been in a weird kind of slump lately. I have returned more books in the last two or three weeks than I have all year. Last year. Oh, I was going to say, it's only February. <laughs> I just can't. Ugh, every, nothing looks good. Nothing. You can't get your mojo Really? On. I'm on a <laughs> high right. good. Oh, stop it. <laughs> I'm on a high right now. Really? I'm like, this has been great. This has been great. This has been great. So you're the one that stole I'm my mojo. I'm actually excited to read the book I'm supposed to read for book club, which has to be done Tuesday, and I have not started. Ah, shit. That's doable. I could do that in a day. Well, right, but this is without audio. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm actually a faster reader in person. I am a I faster am reader audio. in person, but it does cut out. I can't do it at work. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. Or driving. The driving no. thing for me. Because I got a 30 <laughs> minute. I spend driving. an hour every day in the car. Right. So. If we uh, get into trouble, I'm going to buy the Audible add-on and then just... You know, when they're like, for seven ninety nine more, you can get the audiobook. Raise his hand. Yeah. If we're in real trouble, uh, <laughs> I can gonna have to make it work. What's the book? The Silent Patient. Ah, oh, I've read that. Well, for once, I mean, someone, I, this was a book that was on my list. Like, it's been sitting in my Amazon wish list because if there's oh. stuff that I'm like, I want to read this, but like, I want to shell it $13 right now. We'll yeah. sit on it. Mm-hmm. So this is in my list, and someone picked it. So I love it I'm when ex- that happens. I'm actually excited to read it because our last foray into book club was bad. It was where the crawdads sing. Oh yeah, that's right. That's what. That's right. That's what inspired Rage and Bonnie Day. Loved that book, so we're not going to diss it because she got kind of no. pissy. No, it's all right. You don't have Bonnie to like the same books me. as me. <laughs> I think Bonnie was mad at me. <clears throat> you don't have to like okay. the same books. Me and Martha don't like the same books. No, we do not. This next live event, we're not going to agree on our book. No, we are not. Because There's going to be a serious smackdown at the next live event. So if you want to see some fireworks, come see Martha and Bonnie duke it out. Because I'm passionate. The sparks will fly. Put a bump. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here till Tuesday. My mom gives me a hard time about being a debater. She she um purposely tries to um what they call it bait me so oh, that I can argue about stuff. Yeah. Yeah. She does. Shall we switch? She's mean. Shall we transition? Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of okay. not dirty talk, what um, did you read? This no, week, actually, Bonnie? there was a little bit of dirtiness in my book. What? Really? Yes, I'm so there happy was. For you, I'll explain to that. I'll get God, to that. I wish in I just could find second. some porno music to put in right now. <laughs> brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> I need to find when this book actually took place because I don't have a date. So what's this dirty talk? I'm She's looking for the year needed, this book yeah. takes place. That's what I was looking for. Mm. Okay, so my book, with a little bit of dirtiness in it, is Giver of the Stars by Jojo Moyes. Of course. And there isn't very many Jojo Moyes books that I have read. I've only read a couple of them. And 
her writing style is not the best I've ever read, but it, it's pretty good. It's decent. It doesn't make me want to throw the book or anything. That's how I, can, I feel about her, too. <laughs> I can definitely tell that she's more of a romance writer. She's not. Alyssa doesn't think she is. Alyssa. She doesn't write romances. If the hero and heroine don't end up together at the end with a happily ever after, it's not a romance. Mm. No. Okay. Well, this is a romance with just a sprinkling of historical facts in it, which is something I like the historical facts. I wish it was more about that, but it's okay. It was still, you know, decent. And what this is, is this was back in the 1930s. Eleanor Roosevelt started this program of librarians to help the rural individuals that lived in the Appalachian Mountains um, get books that they could read and help literacy throughout the poor communities like in Kentucky. So this book starts out and the main character's name is Alice and she's from England and she was not proper enough for her British upbringing. So she was always kind of the outspoken wild child of the family, which in England at that time, you didn't have to stray very far to be the wild child, but she was still very proper she met an American named Bennett Van Cleve and married him and went back to America. Well, they very soon started having problems after their trip back from um, England. For one thing, Van Cleve's father was always around. So for them to consummate their marriage was not ideal because on the boat back from England, they shared a room. And then when they moved into their mansion in Kentucky or their big Victorian house, I don't know, um, because they were quite well off, um, he was in the very next room and the walls were so thin that you could hear everything the other person was doing. So some house, huh? Yeah. And so Van Cleve was very uncomfortable with ever trying to have sex with his what, new no wife. afternoon delight? What's wrong with these no. people? Well, I'm, I was really, really wondering through the whole thing, which it's never confirmed or denied, that maybe he played for the other team. And back oh. then it wasn't really appropriate. So I was going to say, you know, because it, he, it, if there's a will, there's a freaking way. Yeah. I mean, there are stables. I know, right? It's not like there are. Uh, For some people, there's the woods. Yeah, I mean, you could really not get my after jam, it in but a like, lot of places. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On top of the freezer during Thanksgiving. I mean, there's so many yes, places. That's what I'm. Oh saying. my god! For a second, I was like, but fridges are so tall, and I forgot about like <laughs> the, the short, short ones. Freezers, and I was like, how did you do that? Just like an icebox. <laughs> Which they would have there. there. <laughs> Hey, you could always use the squatty potty. <laughs> that doesn't go that high. Oh, dang. And it only holds like 60 pounds. <laughs> Boy, you really thought this through. <laughs> I mean, sex injuries are a serious thing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but what I'm saying is where there's a will, there's a way. So anyways, Ben or Van Cleve was very... Not into having sex. Well, Alice, of course, was not adjusting well to America from her English 
upbringing. And, and she couldn't get any nookie. She, she was frustrated because, sexually frustrated, because, you know, her husband was not at all interested in having sex with her. And so um, she ends up volunteering for this program of horseback riding librarians who are going to take books out to the uh, rural communities and in the Appalachians and so on and so forth. And you know what they say about horse riding? Well, I, she was a little chafed for a while. Mm-hmm. and But the reason the dirty part of it comes in as um, one of the things that the female librarians have passed down and it's not, you know, up for people to check out. Normal people, they pass around each other is a medical book of different sexual things that you can do to a please your partner and b please not yourself not get pregnant and yeah please yourself and not get pregnant because you know it's not like they had birth control back then mm-hmm. and so if you had four or five children the only way that you cannot have more children is abstinence which doesn't work for a regular married couple no it does not yeah so this gave different ways of pleasing your partner without getting pregnant. Mm. So did she take notes and give him... So well, where does the romance come in? I'm really confused. Okay, well, I'm getting there, I'm getting there, I'm getting there. So she um, meets this girl named Marge. Oh! Who's one of the... No, 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 I'm not going there. Damn it. One of the... Marge, who's very outspoken... She was the daughter of a, um, what do you call the people that make alcohol? Uh, moonshiner? She, okay, daughter of a moonshiner that was poor and people didn't think much of it. So they kind of associate Marge with white trash. Mm-hmm. And she becomes friends with her because she's also one of the other librarians. And Marge tells her about this book and gives her this book. And so, of course, she reads it and she takes it home because she wants to see if maybe this could add spark to her marriage. Well, so, you know, she tells her husband about it and everything. And her husband goes ballistic, calls her a whore and tells her that she's been hanging out with white trash. And she needs she needs to get her slutty, whorey mind (gasps) out of his house. So she ends up moving out. Well, good. He's clearly... Playing for the other team. Well, something, something is wrong. I mean, he was yeah. so wonderful. And then all of a sudden when they like, came back to America, everything was like different. And I mean, it's not like he was physically cruel to her. But, no, but if you're not getting any in your marriage, and well, that, And when she's trying to try to spice it up to try to see if there's different things, you know, he's like, you're a fucking whore. Get out of <gasps> my house. And um, so she ends up like leaving and one of the other people that are associated with the library is a guy who's extremely nice and he takes care of the horses for the librarians Mm. and his wife ran off a long time ago, just left and never came back. And so they kind of, you know, spring up a friendship and so on and so forth. And And she's got the book. Yeah. (laughs) Well, he's friends with the librarians right now. He might have read the book. (laughs) So, but, you know, there's there's more to it. There's like, you know, a murder plot that's in here because 
one of the guys who doesn't really like the librarians because, you know, women doing anything on their own and being that independent in that period of time was, you know, Hmm. not really liked amongst every man. Which is why I don't like reading historical fiction. Yeah. But one of the guys who is very outspoken about not liking it ends up dead and buried underneath the snow during wintertime. So when the spring thaw comes around and they find his body and they try to peg it on the librarians and on the library because they're trying to shut the library down because they don't like that the rural community is getting educated. And part of it is because there's a big coal mine and with the rural people being educated, they're starting to question what the coal companies want them to sign Hmm. and what exactly the coal companies are doing that's not really great nothing the coal companies were doing nothing good at this time no no so there's a lot of different things like mixed in with this book with the romance so it's not an actual romance because it's not a standalone romance nope i'm teaching you are teaching (laughs) that's why i remember (laughs) but i mean it was there was enough different aspects of this that it was interesting and I enjoyed it. Yay. So I would recommend it to somebody. This would be a good like palate cleansing kind of read because it's not super intense mm-hmm. and it's still written well well enough that it's not hard to read. It's an easy read. I enjoyed it. I read it really quick. And again... That is called Giver of the Stars by Jojo Moyes. Yay. Before we move along, Melissa, have you read the book Soulless? Yes, I have. I reviewed it on this podcast. Oh, okay. Did you read Soulless? I started. Did you like it? I started. I I started, but then I was like, ugh. This is going to be a romance novel, isn't it? It's pretty light I, on the romance. And then I stopped. And but the com- whole, you know... We're, the whole series, honestly... We're, werewolf. It's good. It's different. I would give it a shot. Because it's still pretty light on the romance yeah. in the first one. I was just curious because I was looking for something fun to read. And, I think they're super fun. And I went through some comments. Because mm-hmm. this one... It's a Facebook group that's books, mm-hmm. book related. And a lot of times people will post on there if they want a recommendation. Mm-hmm. They'll say, what's a good, funny book to read? And then you'll get, you know, all these people responding. I love it when that happens. Because mm-hmm. then I go down and I and I look to see if I've read these books. And the Parasol Protectorate mm-hmm. is what it's called, I think. And that was the recommendation on there. Yeah, they're really fun. All right. I, I'll keep going and we'll see how it how You it goes. can get through the first one because honestly, it's not that long. All right. None of them really are. Mm. Um, it almost completely goes away. All right. I mean, because you read stuff with a little bit of romance yeah, in I it. I do. I do. That's all, that it, that's all that it is after the first book. It's really good. I thought it sounded familiar. Mm-hmm. I reviewed Solace yeah. last, I think earlier last year is when I read those. Mm. There's good reads. Okay. So this week I read a YA romance called Tweet Cute by Emma Lord. And guys, have you ever read a book that just makes you really happy? Like the whole time. 
Yes. Like you just have a smile on your face because you're like, this is great. I love everything about it. And that would be the book I read this, this is week. So, so good. Yes, I get it. So that was this book. This book was adorable. So this starts out as a social media war. So Pepper is a junior in high school, not college, a junior in high school. And her family has recently doing franchises of their burger joint that they started in Tennessee. And so it's gone national. It's exploded. And so she helps um, their marketing person run the Twitter account in like a good, fun, youthful way. Because so if you're not familiar with Twitter, a really big thing right now is brands um, being part of meme culture and being really like silly and ridiculous and fun and engaging. And so the social media manager slash marketing person that they have isn't super great at Twitter. So Pepper helps out a lot because she's a teenager and the teenagers know everything about stuff like that. And so she's helping out. Um, And so they They've like released this. New, they're expanding their menu, and mm-hmm. so they've expanded from burgers. They're doing like other sandwiches, and so they've expanded into grilled cheese. Well, this deli in Brooklyn, because they're in New York City, they're like you copied through their Twitter account. They're like you copied our grilled cheese recipe. It's exactly the same. No, it's Correct. exactly the same. Well, it's well, it's really special. It's, it's not just cheese. a. Gr- it's yeah. It's not just like a plain grilled cheese with like this is plain cheese and bread. It's like it's got this like apple chutney, these very specific cheeses, like, and they're like, this is our recipe. Like, what are you doing? And so, Pepper has the social media manager like engage with it and be like, um, who are you even? In like a very sarcastic way, like brands and people do on Twitter now. Mm-hmm. And it starts a full-out social media war that goes viral Holy crap. between these two brands. So while helping deal with this huge thing, because as viral things tend to go, they're also getting some negative feedback. The ugliness, yes. And so... They're also so this other little deli is also now getting a huge following because they've engaged with this big brand and they're going viral. And so there's like a meme war and like one of their hashtags gets hijacked and like things are kind of just and Pepper really wants to stop engaging. She's like, we're starting to get really bad press. It's not cool that like we're continuing to dog on this much smaller business. But Pepper's mom who sucks is like, no, you have to keep going on this and is like having her prioritize this over her school. And Pepper goes to, yeah, her mom is not good. Martha just made a face and it was the right face for Mm. the reaction to Pepper's mom. So while, so she's trying to juggle school on top of all of this and she's an AP student at a very nice private school in New York city interviews for colleges this year because that's what you do when you're a junior. You take your ACTs and your SATs. You interview for colleges, especially when you're on like the, the East. The, mm. Well, especially when you're on the AP track, when you're on the East Coast trying to get into Ivy League schools. It's like later in the book, she has an interview at Columbia. So while this is going on, we also learn that the social media manager of the deli is one of her classmates. <gasps> 
name's Jack. Some hate <laughs> flirting. <laughs> so this is going on. Jack is one of her classmates, and they don't really get along. Like, they don't really hate each other. It's very... This reminded me a lot of, like, the kind of competitive nature that, like, I was used to in high school. I took all AP classes, and you're all friends, but you're all also trying, like, competing to mm-hmm. be ranking at the top. And yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, they're aware of each other, and, like, she's on the swim team, and he's on the dive team, so, like, they kind of, like, they're, like, after-school practices where, like, they also don't really get along because the swim team and the dive team are, like, competing for space Mm-hmm. Basically, because there, understandably, are not a lot of pools in New York City. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> That's the feeling I got. Um, but so, a little bit into the book, um, he realizes that the social media manager is her. And so, they have a huge fight, but then they realize, they're like, well, what if we did this to both of our benefits? And so what they do is, like, they orchestrate the social media war. So it seems like they're fighting, but they're really, like, collaborating and, like, making this as big as it can be. Because there's no such thing as bad publicity. Exactly. So this (laughs) book was so cute. I wanted to die. (laughs) It was so good. And the dialogue was so snappy and funny and like dialogue is hard especially when you're trying to be funny and mm-hmm. some people can do it and some people can't and some people sound like they're trying really hard and some people do it effortlessly and the dialogue in this book was effortless because it's especially hard when you're writing teenagers mm-hmm. I think when you're not a teenager the author is an adult so oh, this book was so good it hit all the right spots. They do end up falling in love. It really had its mojo on. Oh. <laughs> Aw, bless his little pee-picking heart. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this book was so good. It was smart and snappy and fun. I read it in an afternoon. <laughs> it was so good. I just want everyone to read it. And that was Tweet Cute by Emma Lord. I'm probably not going to read it. That's fine. You won't. <laughs> Wait, because when you said everyone, I want everyone to read it. I was do. Just, I want yeah. everyone to read it. It's just uh, letting you know that that's not happening. <laughs> I don't want you to get false hope, I'm Alyssa. I'm shocked. I don't want you to get false hope. <sighs> what did you read? I read something awesome. Good. You know, earlier I was complaining because so many of the things I've picked up recently have been so sucky. And I have DNF'd probably 10 books this year already, which is a lot. That is a lot for for two months. You know, I just can't settle on very many things. So what I did is I went back to my Audible account. And I was looking through it because if I can't find anything at the library, because I've got a ton of stuff on hold and none of it's coming in. So then I'll go back and borrow books that I'm kind of eh about. Bad idea. So I went back through my Audible account and realized there's a bunch of books that I bought when they were on special and I didn't read them. Mm-hmm. 
So one of the books that I found that I had purchased previously is called Agent to the Stars by John Scalzi, narrated by Will Wheaton. Ooh, oh, Will Wheaton. See, I knew you guys were going to get into that. Yes. That's great. Yes, yes. I like Will. I do too. And, I, and I've, I read Red Shirts by this same author, which I really loved. I don't think I ever reviewed that one on the podcast, but it was excellent. So I really do like this author. Um, okay, imagine if you will. Okay. A big Hollywood movie agency. What the fuck do you call that? A production company? No. Somebody who represents movie stars. Agents. Agents. Okay. So agency is right. Hollywood agents. That's what I want to say. The Hollywood Hollywood agents. So this big agency, um, one day his bo- the dude's boss calls him into his office. Thomas Stein is the guy's name, okay? His boss calls him into his office and says, okay, I have a job for you that's really super unusual and you can't tell anyone about this. So he finds out that A, there are aliens and B, it's his job to find out a way to introduce this agent, this species to the world through Hollywood somehow. And when he meets the alien, it, it complicates things even more because the alien is a hideously ugly gelatinous cube that smells like rotting fish. So he doesn't know what, quite what to do. Um, and he has to transport Joshua. Who's what, the gelatinous cube. Yes. To his house so he can get him out of the office. Well, the way he transports him is he puts him into a five-gallon water bottle and puts it on a dolly and wheels it out to his car. All right. Well... As he's doing that, he runs into a reporter. And the reporter uh, just wants a story, right? So, of course, the guy's acting cagey and weird because this is strange. You know, it's a strange situation. So he starts digging. And one of the guy's clients is a very up-and-coming actress who um, he's negotiating for this $12 million contract for a sequel, and he gets the $12 million for her, but all of a sudden she gets a conscience and decides that she wants to do serious acting. So in the oh, meantime, sure. he's doing all of these. She because she like wants she wants to audition for this part of a forty five year old Jewish Holocaust victim, and she's twenty five and blonde, and she's never done a serious movie before. <laughs> so here's what he's trying to do. In the meantime, he's gotten rid of all his other clients which is what put the radar up for the reporter because mm-hmm. he sort of foisted off all of his other clients on this younger agent 
uh, as a part of a, quote, mentoring program, which, of course, pisses his other clients off. Mm-hmm. So all of the things that they're doing behind the scenes to cover up this alien invasion, well, it's not an invasion, um, a- the agent for agent to the stars, literally. Sorry. <laughs> that was so lame. Well, it's sort of, and that's what makes this a fun book because it is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's got such a ridiculous element to it. It kind of reminded me of a combination of what's the name of that other book I read? Um, I, it's on my shelf. What is it? Hold on. The space singing competition book. <laughs> that one, it, uh, space opera, and there was another one that I read at the same time that was about um, a lawyer who did copyright law. Year zero. You know, I love my alien books. I just love them. They make my heart happy. I love them. So it sort of reminded me of a cross between space opera and year zero. Because it was very tongue in cheek. It's very fun. The characters in it are hilarious. Mm -hmm. Joshua ends up by accident. Hopping into the body of a dog. Because he's. He's bored, you know, he's hanging around the house. He doesn't know what to do while this lawyer, while this agent tries to figure out how in the world he's going to introduce an alien to the world. He's a gelatinous cube. He's got a life to live. Right. So he's so he's out walking the dog of the uh, because the neighbor has this old dog and it's about 12, 13 years old. It's an old dog. So he's walking the dog out back in the woods of this guy's house and the dog has a heart attack. So he sort of hops in the body of the dog and saves the dog's life while also sort of becoming the dog. That's weird. Yeah. So then Joshua or then um, Thomas has a whole other problem because the gelatinous cube actually became another living being and that makes it seem like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which is Ooh, yeah, that's freaky, bad. and people don't like that kind of thing. No. <laughs> so, you know, the, the dog then follows him around, and all of this other stuff happens, and the actress, who we talked about earlier, ends up, she has to, she has to get a ma- um, one of those latex masks made of her face for this movie this 12 million dollar movie that she's in Mm -hmm. because it's like an alien movie or something so she has to have this mask made for her face and she doesn't want to do it she's pissed off that they're making her do it so they they put all the latex on her face and put the straws up her nose so she can breathe and she's not liking it at all and she rips the straws out closes off her nose holes Ah! and Goes into a coma. She becomes brain dead. Dude, what is this book? (laughs) So, and believe it or not, this is really hilariously funny at the same time. And that's all I'm going to say. Love alien books. I love the idea that a Hollywood agent would be the one to introduce aliens to the world. It was a really fun read Will Wheaton is an excellent narrator. This guy is an excellent writer. 
So you get the combination of all those things, and it just made me happy. Yay! It was a happy book. I liked it a lot. It was called Agent to the Stars by John Scalzi. I highly recommend it. I gave it five stars because my strange little heart freaking loved it. And that's all that matters. We both had such good book weeks. I know. Bonnie's not reading it. I can tell. No. She she did space I opera and that you was out. enough. I tuned you out with like, you know, square blob boy. <laughs> I was going to say gelatinous cube. She was out. <laughs> <clears throat> square blob boy. Well, I was done. I was like, whatever. I just think it's interesting because the stuff you read is so different than what I read. So I'm just like. Where will it go? And that's what is. I don't want to read it, but like what? It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it, this is what science fiction is. Science fiction is an escape. Mm-hmm. And when the world goes to shit, I can go there. That's what romance is like for me. Yeah, like it's just a place where you can go. Where like this will never. Sometimes it's like this is nonsense, but I love it. But I, it's great. Yeah. And Bonnie goes to the past when she wants to escape. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I mean, every does. Sometimes, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's not always the past. Well, I'm just going thinking what where, what your go-to love is, which is World War II. Yeah. Or Pillars of the Earth. <laughs> mm-hmm. I tried to recommend that to someone Pillars yesterday. Pillars of the Earth? To Kelly. Hmm. Kelly that used to Last be on. Night. No. Kelly Town. Ta- oh, no, Kelly Neighbor, neighbor Kelly. Kelly. She, she might like it. It's very religious. Because it's all about the building of a cathedral. Oh, yeah. That's right. So, I mean, it's political. <clears throat> and... Well, she was talking about Game of Thrones and how much she loved Game of Thrones. And oh. she was missing and Game I was gonna of Thrones say... and pissed off at the eighth season of Game of Thrones. And There's a lot of violence in it, but if she liked Game of Thrones, then she would be yeah. okay. Yeah, and I was kind of thinking that, that she might like that, but. There was See, a, there was no dirty talk mm-hmm. in my book. That's okay. We got two out of three this week, which is honestly yeah. more than it usually is. And usually there's it's no usually dirty. It's usually one out of three or four. And if I don't read a romance, it's zero. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the dirty talk doesn't usually happen in my World War II books. Oh, this wasn't before World we War go II, back though. to the dirty talk. Um, yeah. <clears throat> we really need to get some more people for the virtual world tour. I love hearing the voices of regular book girls all over the world, don't you? I just love it. It's so much fun, and I love like learning about where people live, even whether if it's that's Kentucky or yeah. or whether you're in Belgium or Kentucky Vermont. or I've never been Florida. to Florida or Oregon. Vermont would be pretty cool. So would Oregon. So see, we we can travel through these people. Through you, the regular book girl out there, we want to know what your life is like. What are you reading? Just go over to our website and click on. There's a link for World Book Tour. Hold on. Virtual World Tour. (coughs) And then fill out the little form and we'll contact you and you can be on the show and it'll be so much fun. And then we can all talk dirty together. Wouldn't that be fun? I'm Listen, I have to quit talking dirty to strangers because it's a problem with me. <laughs> Unless I'm getting paid for it, it's just not worth it. You know, I think, Bonnie, I really think you need a side hustle. Because you can do that remotely, you know. 
Well, yeah, but I mean, I think you should get paid for that. I'm not think, allowed to take calls at work. I'd be kind of hard pressed. But to, you could do that after. But hours. this is a nighttime job. People like talking dirty at night. I think you could get her done. The having breathing would probably be the dog who's trying to knock the phones out of my hand. Get her done is not a sexy phrase. What are you doing? <laughs> Come on, let's get her done. Stop it. Sorry, it's Oklahoma. I was just thinking. I just immediately thought watching... of Larry the Cable Guy. Well, I've been watching The Masked Singer. <laughs> Do you think it's also Larry the Cable Guy in I the was, banana suit? You know what? I'm kind of thinking he's a little too skinny for that, and I think he did it to throw us off. I think it off. might be Bill Engvall. To be honest, it might be Bill Engvall. I, I was kind of thinking it might be Jeff Foxworthy. I don't know why I thought the Masked of... Singer is the most ridiculous show on television. It's so much fun. It's so ridiculous. It's absolute nonsense. Please watch it. You will be amazed. <laughs> I don't even care about the singing. I just want to watch the clue package and be like, who is it? <laughs> I know. I've been right so far. I've had a really good track record. Yeah. We'll talk more about it later. <laughs> yeah. I have no interest in watching that. It's okay. I know. It's ridiculous. We watch different nonsense. Yeah. The Bachelor is almost over. <coughs> we did a fantasy draft, and uh-huh. Tyler and his girlfriend <laughs> picked One. the top three. Yeah. No, the top four. They picked the top four. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised by that at so, all. So now Alyssa owes them dinner, and I owe them a bottle of wine. Yeah. We're all going to go to dinner, and then she's going to bring the wine. Mm-hmm. Because I'm the second biggest loser, and Alyssa was the biggest loser. Here's the thing. I had three people left. She had one person left for, like, weeks. But then all three of mine went home in the same episode. My champagne drama queen made it. (laughs) Get in there, girl. Get it, Kelsey. (laughs) God, I hate that fucking show. But it's it's more fun when you've picked people. So you're rooting for these freaking drama queens. You know nothing about them. I yeah. can't even believe it's on television. I get mad that it's even on television. You do it kind of like you do at the bookstore. You pick them for you pick the book for the cover, and just hope when you open it up, it's halfway decent. Maybe we'll do better in the future because like Tyler is definitely picking just based on hotness. Whereas I was like, this girl's name is cool. This girl looks fun. I want to be her friend. <laughs> well, I picked some because and he it's just like... went by pure hotness, and I was like, oh, that does make more sense. So maybe we'll do better when the Bachelor rolls around, or the, the Bachelorette. Bachelorette when the Bachelorette yeah. rolls around. Just pick the hottest men. I'll pick all the ones with beards. And I men. do better with the men. Because well, yeah. I won well, last you time. happen to be a woman, that would make sense. Yeah. Which is why Tyler's doing better. Think, girls. Think. Well, Stop apparently, the what I think is or hot in a female is not what Tyler thinks is hot. Tyler or Peter the pilot thinks is hot in a girl. Also, Peter the pilot is a dipshit. So, yeah. <laughs> Which is why I don't understand why we're having this conversation. I liked him before the season started. Now I'm just like, dude. That's what everyone keeps dude. saying. Oh, Jesus like, Christ. I'm losing dude. brain cells. And on that note, that's going to do it for <laughs> three book girls. <laughs> He's the dumbest man alive. (laughs) Can't get enough of three book girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.